every day at McDonald's, I look at the menu and go, what do I want? What do I want? And I, got, I, I still get the McDouble, no pickle, no onion, no matter what. Sometimes I'm, you know, out of the box. I'll get a chicken nuggets or something like that, you know. Whatever. All right, joke of the day. Here we go. Visiting his grandparents, a small boy opened the big family Bible. He was fascinated as he fingered through the old pages. Suddenly, something fell out. He picked it up and uh, found that it was an old leaf that had been pressed flat between the pages. Mama, look what I found, he called. What have you got there, dear? The mother asked. With astonishment in his voice, the boy answered. He looked at the leaf and he said, I think it's Adam's underwear. <laughs> yeah. Psalms chapter 10. I just lost a lot of views right there. There we go. <laughs> Psalms chapter 10. Miss Mark. I, I can count on Miss Martha to look at me with that <sighs> look. <laughs> Psalms chapter 10, verse 1. Why do you stand afar off, O Lord? Why do you hide in times of trouble? The wicked in his pride persecutes the poor. Let them be caught in the plots which they have devised. For the wicked boasts of his heart's desire. He blesses the greedy and renounces the Lord. Now, throughout history... There have been days that we'll never forget. December 7th, 1941. Roosevelt declared that this is the day that will live in infamy. A couple of you today still remember where they were when they heard that JFK had been shot. I remember myself the day that the astronauts in uh, the space shuttle Challenger exploded. And I'll never forget, after I took Christian to school, I came home and turned on the TV, and uh, something crashed into the tower. Chris was upstairs getting ready for a meeting. And I ran up there and I said, something happened. Something is going on. Today I would like to look and answer the question that so many continue to ask here in the, our scripture was asked. And we ask today when we face problems or tragedy, I talk to people all the time and they ask, where was God? Where was God when this happened? Where was God when that happened? Joseph could have asked that question. Where was God when he was sold into slavery by his brothers? When Potiphar's wife tried to get him to be killed, when he was thrown into prison, when the butler forgot about him in the dungeon, he could have asked, where's God? David could have asked the same question when Saul was jealous and tried to kill him. When he had to live and hide in the caves. When he had to act insane so that he could survive from the Philistines. When his men turned on him and thought he should take his own life. Where was God? He was right there with David, protecting him. If you read throughout that, he was protecting him all along the way. Job could have asked the same question. Here's a righteous man who loved God. His finances are lost. He lost his family, his friends, 
All, everything he owned, his wealth, is gone. Where was God for Job? He was proving that in spite of tragedy, he's right there with us. It doesn't matter what's going on in our lives, he's right there. Just because you may do everything right, it doesn't exempt us from the attacks of the enemy. Job 121, he said, Naked I came in from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Through it all, Job maintained his resolve and his commitment to God. It didn't matter what Satan threw at him. He was committed to God. Job 13, 15. Though he slay me, yet I'll trust him. Now that's faithfulness. Just talking about faith. He, was, he had faith in God that no matter what happened, I'm going to trust in him. Paul could have asked the same question in prison for preaching the gospel, beaten for giving the good news, shipwrecked, snake bitten. Snake, snake bitten. 2 Corinthians 11, 25. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of of my own countrymen in perils of the Gentiles and perils in the city and perils in the wilderness in perils in the sea and perils among false brethren in weariness and toll in sleepiness often in hunger and thirst in fasting often in cold and neckiness. Where was God with Paul? He was reassuring him the same thing that he assured assures us that Romans eight twenty eight. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love him, to those who are called according to his purpose. What did these men have in common? It didn't matter what happened to them through their lives. God took the bad and made it good. He was with them all along the way. Now, in the moment, it may not look like it. It may not have looked like it with Joseph when he was sold. But he stayed faithful. Or Joseph and Job stayed faithful and David stayed faithful and Paul stayed faithful all along the way. God blessed them. So many others could have asked Moses, Daniel, Peter, the three Hebrew children. Where is God? So today we ask, where is God for us? When the doctors say we've done all that we can do. He's right there with us. We have testimonies here in our congregation alone that the doctor said can't do anything more for them. But, but God did. God was there with them, never left our side. We stay faithful, and even when the bad happens, even when we lose somebody, even when we're sick, even when we lose our home or our car or whatever it is, our job, we stay faithful to God. Matthew 28, 20, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the ages. Hebrews 13, 5, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Isaiah 41, 10, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
God is there in the middle of the storm holding us. But sometimes we don't turn to him. We turn to other things. Psalms 46, 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Where was God? The same place he was when we're going smooth in life. Everything's good. He's there with us. He's with us in the mountaintop and he's with us in the valleys. And by the way, do you know what's in the valley that's not in the mountain? Food and water. People that climb the mountains, they get to the top. They have trouble breathing. There's no food and stuff like that. We think the valley is the bad time, but that sometimes is the best time. That's where we grow. That's where we get our strength. That's where we get fed. That's where we get watered. That's where we need to turn to God and say, you are my God. He's taken us through that. He's allowed. Satan is the one that's trying to do it. But God said, I got you. doesn't matter what he throws at you. You're going to grow from this. You're going to be fed through this. You're going to get the water that you need, the nourishment that you need. Stop looking at the negative as a negative. It's a positive in our life. He says he's always there with us. He gave us a promise, a twofold promise in this verse. That he would be our strength in times of trials, our protection through the storms, that we can run to him when we have problems. Now the problem is so many Christians don't run to him. Bad things happen and God becomes our last resort. You know, it's like the last place we look. That's what God is. He's the last place that we look for our answers. He's the last place that we look for uh, to turn to. We turn to everything else. He should be our first choice, but we try and fix it ourselves. We turn to friends, family, Facebook, work. We try and work it out ourselves. But sadly, we don't turn to God. Some of us never turn to God. We're going through it, and we haven't turned to God, and we say, where's God? How many know God is still in the same place? He doesn't move. He doesn't change. We're the ones that are running like this. He said the path is straight and narrow. That's where he is. We're going like this. We're doing it the hard way. There's going to be bumps on this road. He didn't say it was smooth sailing in this road. He tells us that there's going to be trials here on earth. But if we stay in the course, that's where he is. The second thing is that in times of trouble, he is very present. The word trouble is anything that could happen to us. Present is he's found or seen. He's right there if we look. Sometimes we're too busy looking at the problem. We're looking at the the storm. Peter Walking on the water, he's looking at the the trouble. Jesus Christ is right there in front of him, and he looks at the storm. Jesus is right there. We're like, where are you, God? He's right there. But we're too busy looking to the left, to the right. He's distracting us with problems. But our answer is right there. We ask the wrong question, where is God? We should be asking during the storms of our life, who am I anchored to? Am I anchored to Christ? 
When tragedy hits, where do I run? When trials seem to overtake me, where do I go? People may hurt you. Disasters may hit you. Satan may attack you. But nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. They're going to hit us. It's going to come. It doesn't matter. Satan is out to steal, kill, and destroy. We know this. So don't go into it with, with blinders on, you know, being deceived. He's going to attack us. But we have the anchor that holds through the storms. It doesn't matter what he throws at us. He can toss us. He can turn us. But he can't sink us. I read the back of the book. How many read the back of the book? Guess what? We win. Right? It doesn't matter. In this life, this doesn't matter. Our possessions don't matter. He can take our possessions. We've lived in, you know, <laughs> growing up, we lived in a travel trailer for many, many years. My parents made it awesome. We were in a party. They're like, yeah, you can play ball out there. Look at how big your front yard is. <laughs> it was awesome. We had no toys, but my dad made toys out of stuff. You make a positive out of anything we don't need we we traveled around we lived in the church my dad started a church we didn't have a home we lived in a Sunday school class my parents made a home out of anything doesn't matter what Satan tries to steal it's just stuff can't take it with us we work hard I'm not saying that we that we don't provide for our families I'm not saying that but I'm saying stop making those our gods. Stop being anchored to your job. Stop being anchored to money and possessions. Stop being anchored to the world. We're worried about what our friends say and what our family says. We need to be worried about what God thinks. Is God happy with us? Are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? He has a calling on each of our lives. Are we doing that? When we're busy with God's work, we don't focus on the distractions. When we're loving others, we take the focus off of us. When we're spreading the gospel, the focus is off of us. That's when God, how many knows that's when God does his best work? You know, look at David. David had to get into the cave, into the dark cave, and God worked. When they're, when they're in the dungeons, God did his work. Sometimes we have to get into the bottom before we turn to God. That's so sad. The last resort. Not too many of us have been directly touched by the planes that threw in, flew into the Twin Towers. But we do each face our own disasters in life. We're called to trust in God because He promised He'll never forsake us. This doesn't mean that we're not going to face problems, sickness, or death. But it does mean that God will always be with us. This is just a flesh body here. We're all going to perish unless God tarries and, you know, we're going to pass unless he comes soon. But it doesn't matter. We're here for a purpose. We're here to do what God wants us to do. Where was God in times of trouble? He's always with us. But the better question is, where are we in our times of trouble? Not where is God, because God, we know, is right there all the time. But where are we? Are we doing this? 
Are we following Christ? Many of us are facing trials in our lives and ask, where are you, God? Our faith was shaken, our hopes dashed, our dreams crumbled at our feet. Hurt in this time of despair, we're attacked by Satan with the idea that God doesn't care. But we must understand that we live in this world where bad things still are going to happen to good people. Where our faith is under a constant attack. We can either allow God to be our source of strength, or we can blame God for the storm. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Are we turning to him in our times of trouble? Are we holding on to him? You know, you look at the disciples, the boat's going down, and they're freaking out. They're worried. They're stressing about the storm. Their eyes are on the storm, and in the boat with them is Jesus. They'd have just clung on to him. Just go, hang on to him. They'd have been okay. But they're worrying. They're looking at the distractions in life. The call goes out today. Come to me and you'll find peace, protection, and power. Do we trust in him? Let me promise you this. God is always there. Doesn't matter what... It is, people have told me, well, you don't understand. This is, it doesn't matter. I don't have to understand. God understands. And there's nothing too big. There's nothing too small for my God. Amen. It doesn't matter what the sickness is. It doesn't matter what the problem is. It could be family issues, marital issues, financial issues, job issues, health issues. It doesn't matter. I've seen God with a leg shorter than the other, a leg grow. I've seen people that was supposed to die of cancer. My own father had cancer, my goodness, 20 years ago, something like that. And he wasn't supposed to make it. He's grapefruit size, but he's still here. God has healed there's so many more. Jack was told, well, Eleanor was told that Jack's gone. There's nothing they can do. It doesn't matter what the doctors say, because I know the great physician. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, and we praise you, Lord, that you never leave us. You never forsake us. It doesn't matter what the world throws at us. It doesn't matter what Satan attacks us with, Lord. You love us. And you're there protecting us, guiding us. And Lord, we thank you that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for each and every one of us, for our sins. Lord God, we thank you that your Holy Spirit is here. Lord, we just turn to you. We want to give it all to you this morning, Lord. All of our problems, all of our sin, 
Lord, everything we give to you, we turn to you right now in Jesus' name. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you don't know Jesus Christ this morning as your personal Savior, whether you're here this morning or you're watching on TV or on, on line, Jesus loves you. He loves you so much to die for you, and he's calling you out today, saying, come to me. Come and find your rest with me. If you don't know him here today, just raise your hand. Nobody's looking around. Don't let Satan deceive you. Some of you may have accepted Christ into your heart, but you're not living for him. You've turned. You've gone the wrong path. Satan has distracted you to take you away from God, to turn your eyes away from him. But let me tell you, God is always there. Doesn't matter what Satan does. He can't separate you from his love. He's loving you, standing there, calling you to come. The altars are open. You need to get back on the path. Today's your day. Some of you are going through things, maybe, like I said, marital, financial, health issues, need prayer today. The answer is here. Leave your troubles here for God, and let's focus on Him as we worship this morning.